Hello and welcome to the Paluka Podcast, a brand new show dedicated to the world of boxing. Over the coming months, we'll be bringing you interviews with the fight game's most colourful characters. From fighters to writers, promoters and trainers, we've got you covered. This week, former lightweight boxer turned promoter and trainer Kieran Farrell joins us. We'll be discussing Anthony Joshua's comments on the Black Lives Matter protest, Eddie Hearn and the state of boxing after COVID-19, Amy Timlin and how far she can go in the fight game, and we take a look back at Kieran's life after an injury forced him to retire from the sport of boxing early. Yeah, I think uh, the last time I spoke to you was about um, two years ago. You gave us a bit of a help with me um, dissertation I was writing something for. Yeah, you know what, mate? I actually remember speaking to you because when you said it's James Copler, I was like, yes, I remember the, the second name it was. Yeah, it's a bit of an unusual second name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I've just been doing a bit of training myself then. Yeah, yeah. What, so what's happening with the gym at the moment? Is that still closed, though? Yeah, sort of, mate. I'm just doing a little bit here and there, you know what I mean? The pros are allowed to train now, so I've been training the pros. I've got uh, Amy Timlin in. Um, she got a big fight coming up, and um, uh, a couple of the other lads who are coming in now here and there, you know what I mean? But there's not, not much you can do where there's nothing to be training for, if you will. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. As a as a fighter, I mean, me personally, you got to be training 365 days a year. Anyway, you know what I mean. You've got to be, you've got to stay stay active, stay fit, and when that phone call comes, you'll be right, you'll be ready to go. You're halfway there anyway. Yeah, I, I suppose the um, I suppose the tough thing for a lot of the fighters is going to be the sparring, isn't it? Because they'll have not had a chance yeah. to spar. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I've got my areas covered with um, uh, for Amy Timlin because Tasha Jonas is training as well. Oh, right, and, okay. Amy's next opponent is Southpaw, so we'll go up to Gallagher's and do some training up there. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Right, well, we'll move swiftly on into the uh, the first couple of questions. If you want, I, I only want to keep you for about half an hour, forty five minutes, if that's all. Right, right. sound. Yeah, well, I've got a, I've got to shoot off at um, one for, uh, three forty five. So yeah, about twenty minutes, twenty twenty five minutes. Is that yeah, right, that, yeah. That, that's great, mate. Champion. Um, yeah. So, what made you pick up a pair of boxing gloves? What was the inspiration? Um, I don't know. I think I was pretty hard as a kid. My dad sat next to me here, so I don't know. I got to, I got taught because there was me, Brian, and Nathan were three brothers, and I was the one I was always giving them black eyes out. So I went down my seventh birthday. Um, and what's it called? Uh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And and who were your idols growing up? Uh, kind of boxing idols. Who who were the fighters that you looked at and thought, I really want to emulate think, him. I really want to. I really want to do what think, he does. Uh, I think. Uh, Mike Tyson, Prince Nazim. At the time when I first ever started watching boxing, Mike Tyson, Prince Nazim was that was the era. So like nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, and um, then after that, Ricky Hatton burst on the scene, and he was my, my inspiration growing up. And um, I sort of I didn't emulate his style, but I think a lot of the uh, Manchester gyms taught that sort of style anyway. So like the Manchester Mexican style, that's what we all um, we all had. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of um, of Josh Warrington at the moment? Because he kind of draws comparisons with Ricky Hatton in terms of the leads following. Obviously, Ricky had the, the Manchester follower. Yeah. Similar sort yeah. of style, both underdogs at times. What what do you make of Josh? Yeah, you know what, mate? I've known Josh since I was a little kid and he boxed in the Junior ABA final in 2007 and he got beat off Billy Morgan. But he, 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 I, I don't feel like he got beat. I think he won the fight, but he just never got the decision. Mm. Anyway, after that, it was like, 2000, the latter end of 2008 we sparred with each other I was 8 stone he was about 9 stone at the time so he's always been around featherweight um, even when he was amateur we fighting at 57 54 57 kilo and um, he, what's it called uh, James um, 
he's, he's done really good, mate. He's done really good. And, you know, he, it's like when everyone written him off when he fought Carl Frampton. I had a bet on him and a 120 quid, so I buzzed him with that and told him that as well. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, when he, when he fought Lee Selby, I didn't, I didn't really give him a hope or a prayer, to be honest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I didn't give him a chance. I, I just thought Lee Selby was just maybe a step too far. But mm. then, obviously, this Lee Selby was struggling out the way. Um, uh, no, no excuses, mate. Josh Warrington's the guy. You know what I mean? He's the featherweight yeah. at the minute. You know what I mean? So definitely, definitely. What what sort of fights do you do you see him having a bit further down the line? Because there's potentially massive fights there for him, isn't there? Look, okay. it's like um. There's loads of fights there. There's um, obviously Michael Conlon's coming through now as well, and Michael Conlon's slick, um, Olympian, two-time Olympic, uh, Olympic bronze medalist. Um, I boxed him when I was 17, um, and uh, Michael's a really good fighter. And I see Michael um, going going places. And they're all going about Shakur Stevenson about the, like the media can paint people out to be whoever they want and. You know what? There's a lot of hype surrounding him because he's got a six-round knockout while there's no boxing at the minute. But then the same is, is that they're putting him on a pedestal now, and if he has a bad performance, they'll be calling him shit. You know what I mean? So he just needs to stay grounded now. You now he's had a good performance, had a good win. He needs to stay grounded and just relax and just keep taking each fight as it comes. And I mean, these guys coming through, Josh Warrington's at the pinnacle now, so he just needs to have them career-defining fights where we can get them and then get out there with money. His brains intact and and uh, live a good life and leave his legacy. Yeah, definitely. Is um his dad's quite the character as well, isn't he? Uh, oh, he's mad, his dad. <laughs> well, mad, he like? his number. Sean, I've got his number. He, he's mad, mate. But he's a good lad, though. You know what I mean? They are really good. If I text him at any time, he's straight back to me. Straight back to me. I could text him now and he'd text me straight back. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what sort of lads they are. They proper down to earth and it's like Ricky Atten. He's a, he's just one of the lads. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, w- I want to take you back to uh, to your career, if um, if possible, and and kind of um, uh, the Anthony Crawler fight, and just the, the build up yeah. to it, really, because it's something I've I've not really read much or heard much about. Because yeah. Anthony, Anthony Crawler has been beaten four times. You were undefeated, up and coming yeah. kind of guy. What what was the build up like? Was there a bit of needle there with it being a Manchester derby? For me, for me, for me, um, James, do we needle any time? I told, I got told we were fighting somebody. So yeah. I go, I switch it on, whereas, like, I mean, this is the nature of the beast. So, Anthony Crawler come watching me fight when I was amateur. So, he, he come watching, supporting me fight when I was in the, the 2008 national finals in Everton Park. Crawler come and he was the first one, probably one of the first people to see me get out of the ring after I won the junior ABAs. And um, he was an unbeaten pro at the time. And this is in 2008. I come, up, I come up a little bit too quick, mate. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and that was just because of what I was eager and I wanted. Like, I needed someone really to sit back and say, look, if, I mean, when I was signing with Ricky, if Ricky Atten, because he was my idol, if he sat me down and said, look, just chill out, box these bums we put in front of you, and in three or four years' time, you will be a world champion. I would have had that off him, but no one seemed to sit down and take talk to me like that. Whereas I'm learning from my own career now when I'm getting hungry, young 21, 22 year olds who are hungry. I'm like, like, look, just chill out. Like, you've got to just take your time because you're not the full package yet and you only grow, you only grow the full package by training. But the, obviously, the, the, the fight, when I fought, got told him fighting Crawler, there was a couple of names in the uh, Tommy Coyle, he pulled out um, uh, the English title fight and then... Uh, there was um, Gary Sykes, Derry Matthews mentioned, um, Crawler. I was like buzzing. I was like, I'll fight any. I'll fight anyone. I'll fight Manny Pacquiao if you have to fight him. Because <laughs> that's what I'm like, you know what I mean? But 
And I did, and, and, and another one. I never asked what we were getting paid because I just really? it, no, I didn't. Mate, I weren't interested. It, it, you could have get. I, I could. I, you could have told me that I have to pay two grand to fight in. I would have paid two grand to fight Andy Collar that night because it, 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 I'll be honest. I would have saved my money. I would have gone work and saved my money for it because <laughs> I wanted the fight. But the thing is, James is that this is where I've learned from managing. You need to be able to look after the fighters where you go, look, this is a step too far at the minute. You know what I mean? You don't need to be having this fight yet. And that's what I'm doing. It's like I got offered a fight off uh, Eddie Hearn uh, for uh, my brother. My brother's had three fights. Uh, Eddie Hearn's back garden. It sounds really, really nice. And we all want to have that really good pandemic experience of going to Eddie Hearn's back garden. But then the same <laughs> is, is that put, put my brother in with Dalton Smith, who's touted to be some sort of machine. And they're offering us fucking a third what of the offer, a third of what they offered me in March April for it. So why why yeah. would I do that? You know what I mean? So it, they, what I what I found there is they're cutting back on purses. They said that they're not, but anything they say they're not doing, that means they are doing. You know what I mean? So that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, that's that's you one of the red that. flags to look out for. Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Look, the fighters all want to fight. The fighters all want to get paid. But the same is is that. They've got a bit. It's got a bit. They've got to be getting paid for it, mate. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we're all sat home watching them, and they're putting their lives on the line. And I know it's that. What that's what they do. But same as is that they need to be getting getting paid for it, mate. That's as simple as that. Yeah, of course. And I, and I, I suppose the um, the experience that happened to you, obviously, for those that don't know, Crawler went on yeah. to win a, a unanimous decision that night. But you developed complications Cro- Cro- after. Crawler went on to win a world title, mate. That's what Crawler uh, went on to. He, he, he did. He so. did indeed. He did indeed. So, so that so shows the level that, of opponent. Yeah, look at it. one of them um, for me, uh, James. Again, I, I, I boxed and beaten the likes of Michael Conlon as an amateur. I've boxed and beaten people over in Poland who, who, who were touted for big things, and and I'd. I'd I'd won a national title, a box for England, I represented England, and uh, I'd, I'd, I'd turned professional and I was in a rush and then, and I pushed myself through a 14 and 0 within three years and the next thing, you know, I'm fighting a former former British champion in the ring um, and I seen it as my stepping stone and as it, as it was, I just needed to rein back a little bit but I didn't, I went for it and uh, I'm not, I'm, it's not a mistake, it, I, I, everything what's happened in my life is something to the point I'm at now and I'm doing good, mate, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, just like kind of, what, what are your memories of that night? And and, and what you know what, came, mate? I'll be honest. I, I had a meeting. I had a meeting on Monday, and I ended up talking about my brother. And I said, that when 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 I talk about the crawler fight, I get I get goosebumps on my what's my hair stand up. I talk about the last bit, so I get in at the end of the fight. I thought I thought I won the fight. I, I boxed me. I, close I, fight. I threw two hundred punches around. And I got I started slogging towards the end back end of the fight. Not not because of fitness, because of um pure um I just I had a pain in my head from round six onwards, but I was scared of uh, telling John Breen because I knew that he pulled me out in the corner. So the pain, anything what brushed past my head was hurting. And um I've not I've had a similar pain before, but that's when I've had head clashes and that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they're yeah. just little they're just little bumps, they're just little bumps of a normal fight. This one was really severe pain that was hurting from all all the right hand side of my head. And then at the end of the fight, our Nathan jumped in the ring and he put his hand on my shoulder and said, how do you feel? He calls me Jock. He said, how do you feel, Jock? You beat him there, aren't you? And um, I just said, I looked at him and I looked straight at him and I went, I feel dizzy and the room felt like it was violently spinning fast, you know what I mean? And um, I watched it called, uh, that's when I collapsed. Mm. So then I remember sitting on the stool and the Scottish doctor were talking to me saying, shining a torch into my eyes saying, Kieran, can you see me? Can you see me? Can you hear me? 
and I were looking at him, looking right through him, but I couldn't respond. Yeah. And um, that's what I remember. And then I remember waking up in the in the hospital after being unconscious for fucking six hours, and my dad come in and I started crying and I said I just wanted to be world champion, dad. So I've been there and I've been at the fucking very bottom of where you can be in boxing, and I know all about it and yeah, the experience what I'm taking taking to towards my fighters and that now it's you know it's second to none. Is, is that something you would encourage your fighters to maybe speak to you about if they were in your position? Is that something we well, need they to be never, a bit they, more... ne- they, never, they never will because I'll be honest, if, 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 if John Green said to me, look, if, you, if he actually said to me from his own experience, look, if you ever get a pain in your head, yeah, in round six, round seven, just, just, just let me know. Because, you know, the fight, as a fighter, you just look. I'll, I, when I said that, I'll die on that night. before I'll die if I don't, if I don't lose, you'll have to kill me. If we're not gonna win, and I were gonna, I would live by that. You know what I mean? Because that's what a fighter is. Even though this bigger picture now, and his family, and, his, and you know, you, 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 but as a fighter, you only look at one thing, and that's getting to the top. And if you're not gonna get to the top, you don't want to fucking know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the sort of warrior mentality that all of the boxers have got, hasn't it? Yeah. Is it, well, uh, a few of them have got it, mate. A few of them. Have got it. <laughs> a few of them have got it. A few of them haven't. Yeah. Yeah. A few of them have got it. So, but what were your feelings towards um, towards Crawler? I don't want to dwell on Crawler too much, but what were your feelings towards yeah. Crawler in, in the aftermath? Was it were you bitter for a while, or was it just a case? Nah, of just, as a fuck, mate. No, as a fuck, I from the start, from the start, two seconds, James. Dad's got a bet on him. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Shit, look, it's cup of tea, nothing. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I don't. No, nah, I don't. I never any. I've never been bitter. Like I say, just I want. I was. I was actually, sat, I remember being, when he won his world title, I remember sat at Ribby Hall because we, we booked Paris for, uh, Disneyland Paris for um, my daughter's birthday when she was three, I think, and um, it must have been 2015 when he won the world title, November the 23rd, November the 22nd, 2015, you can check that as well because I know, and we was, um, Let me have a look. we were sat there watching him Ribby Hall, um, we went Ribby Hall because the, the Paris got cancelled because there was that bombing, um, I don't know what it was, like a bomb in Paris and we couldn't go, so we um, ended up sat there watching his fight and uh, he, won the, he won the world title and I was buzzing for him, mate. I was really buzzing. Yeah, cool. And um, I, I remember one little thing from the interview that we did a couple of years ago, speaking about the film Journeyman and, and, how, and how that helped you. I wonder if you could yeah. give the, listener, give the but, listener a bit of background on that. Yeah, look, it was a good film and, it, you know... I seen a lot of very a lot of similarities, and you know, did, did the people who put that together? I done a really good job, mate. Did a really good job. Like, like there was a lot. Of, I, I can't even recall on it now, but then there was a lot of things. What I felt like, what what happened to me, had happened to the guy on that film. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, so what happens when when you're told that you you can't box anymore? It's been such a big part of your. You know life. what, mate? It's just like a kick in the teeth. But I never believed that I couldn't not box again. You know what I mean? I tried getting an Irish license twelve months later. You know what I mean? I tried. I emailed <laughs> Mel Christian. Mel Christian thought it's not over for me. You know what I mean? I just thought everyone else thought it was over. But, I, but then you come to reality that you're not going to get the license. And um, do you what's it called? Uh, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, and and. Life at the moment's good, and, and we mentioned the gym earlier, and, and the fighters coming through. You got you yeah, training other fighters as well. Yeah, I've got one second, mate. I'm gonna walk to the gym now, so I'll let you have a look around on it. <laughs> yeah, second. yeah, soon. Yeah. It's literally five doors up from my mum's house. Oh, fantastic! I mean, I sound like an old man now, don't you know what I mean? But I'm only 29 as well, and to come back three or four years later from when I told them all that when they were age 21 and like fucking hell, I wish I would listen. 
And yeah. then I say, look, well, it's not too late now. You're only 21. You can still do it. And it's just, it's just, it's just too much hard work. For three or four years later, you got to stay on it. You got to stay consistent. And one thing I'll say about my own career, from age seven and up, and more than two weeks away from the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, constantly on it. Yeah, I've done it all the time, mate. You know. Oh wow, it looks great. Yeah, yeah it looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm recording the uh, the interview on Zoom, so I'll be able to. Uh, I might be able to put this out on Twitter and give uh, give people a little look. Yeah, sick. Cool. So, so who's uh, the best the best prospect in the gym at the moment, and who who have you got most hope for? Well, a lot of people say that, but I'll be honest, yeah. If you're gonna go on about prospects, what who's got the boss the best prospects for future ambitions of titles and that in the near future? I'd have to say Amy Timlin. Um, the girl fighter because I've got um, I'm not even gonna, I can't announce it yet but I've got her a big fight um, mm. or, and me, I've, I've, I've passed management over to Dave Caldwell because I believe that he can make the, 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 big, the bigger fights the Shannon Courtney fights uh, of the world we need them to happen for her and she potentially potentially will be a, a big star in the future I know she'll win the next fight she'll get a Commonwealth strap under her belt um, I'm, I want, I want, I want Dave to then take her to Matchroom, and um, I want her to be looked after by Matchroom, um, and I don't want him to throw her in the Shannon Courtney fight straight away. Um, if she wants to do it, we'll do it, mate. We'll dance, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think she, I don't. I, well, I already know that Adam Booth's turned that fight down, so um, they, I don't think they'll be in a, a, a too eager or too much in a rush to make that fight. But if they can build Amy up and make that fight in the future. Uh, and then, then push Amy on to go and get world titles, and I think she's more than capable of doing it, mate. And women's boxing as well, it seems such a good time to be in it. It's 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 getting more prevalent, more people are getting into yeah. it. You know what, mate? I've had I've had a few good girls in here. A few good girls. We've had a girl who we had a girl from age ten. She got to age fourteen, and she was a national champion. She went to the Europeans, uh, box for England. Um, she got to that age where she wanted to see boys and that, you know what I mean? So I, you know, I always say, it doesn't matter if you're a school boy, school girl, and you can do as good as you want then. It matters when you're 17. It matters when you're 16, 17, 18, yeah, yeah. when you're a youth and you don't really want to be going gym when all your mates going out and getting pissed on a Friday, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, of course, of course. That, that's when it matters and that's when you'll see who's who. And then we've got another girl there called Emily Whitworth. She's uh, she's shit up, mate, and she spars with Amy. She's fucking 14, mate. She's... Um, she she's potentially she's she's a potentially a star as a future as well, but they've got to stick at it, mate. Because yeah. that's what it is. Look, yeah, anyone can go and fight for England when they're twelve. It's when you're seventeen, eighteen when it matters. Cool. Uh, just a couple of um, couple of other questions before I let you go. I know you've got to go shortly, but at the other end of the spectrum, the big news yesterday was that Fury Joshua might be getting made. There's no contract signed yet. There's still a lot can happen, yeah. mandatories and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. If I had to put you on the spot now, how would you see that fight going? I said, look, I think Joshua was always going to be dangerous for the, the early rounds, but then he's shown in the past that he does flag towards the end. He starts getting mid mid to late rounds. He gets a bit tired because he's got a big physique and mm. his ox the oxygen doesn't get to their muscles as quick as it does with the with a with a more um, should I say chubby fighters. You know what I mean? Um, and Tyson Fury shown that he he's got an engine, mate. You know what I mean? He can fight and he can get up off the canvas in the eleventh, twelfth round from being virtually knocked out. And um, I think Fury beats him all day. I'm not even looking too far into that, though, fight being made. 
it's no new news, you know what I mean? Yeah, They've agreed yeah. two fucking fights, but we are obviously we was gonna do the two fights anyway. It's just bullshit fucking bullshit for social media. I could tell you now, James, yeah, that I'm on a phone call tonight with Floyd Mayweather. You won't fucking have a clue, mate. You know what I mean? No, so I wouldn't you, know the difference. Yeah, no one fucking knows. So, mate, I might put a status later. Phone call with Floyd Mayweather tonight. Fucking money to you, mate. Here we go. And everybody will like it, share it, and no one will have a fucking clue whether I spoke to James Copley or fucking Floyd Mayweather, mate. You know what I mean? No, you're right. And it's crazy as well because obviously there's Pool Evan Wilder to get through. And then there's Usyk for the WBO. There's Dillian White yeah, for well, the WBC. That, that, that it's that crazy. That Wilder fight is not a fucking given either, you know what I mean? He's shown what he can do, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, I would, I, look, there's so much more that can happen in the next, in the next 12 months. If they said to us, oh, yeah, we've agreed to fight, we've fucked off the belts, we're just going to fight each other, mm. and we can put that bullshit fucking ring magazine belt on the fucking line and say it's for the pound for pound and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. then I'd have that but they're not doing that they're just trying to build something up a little bit more and the greedy bastards yeah I'll tell you now James there are a lot of them the greedy bastards because they're all waiting yeah just fucking if they want to fight have a fight stop fucking about and just go and have a fight you know what I mean <laughs> but, but they're not they, they, they're all greedy bastards you want to try and make it into a fucking trillion dollar fight well, who the fuck's gonna who's gonna benefit from a trillion dollar fight who, who's gonna benefit? Like they're not gonna go and feed the third world and all that. I mean, you know what I mean? Not gonna make, you know what I mean? So no, no yeah. one's actually gonna benefit, but everyone will buy it. I'd be honest. After all the shit, what what Joshua come out with the other day, I'm not fucking interested in what he's got to do or what he's got to say or whatever he's got. I'm not asked about. They're gonna say they made the fight now because he's fucking just gone down in everyone's estimation for what he's saying. Because in my opinion, that shit what he said was racist. You mm. buy from black black businesses only and all that. No one getting invited to fucking black businesses only Manchester. But what have I said that you, you, you can't come in the gym if you're black? You know what I mean? It's fucking racist. You can't do that. It's wrong as fuck. You know what I mean? But that's another fucking thing. You know what I mean? So look, in Twitter, Twitter, they fucking found Madeline McCann's murder. There's been a fucking, <laughs> pan- there's been a fucking pandemic and then it, then there's a cop who's fucking dead now. You know what I mean? So. It, it, it's fucked, mate. You know, what I, mean? I don't know what the fuck's happening next, mate. It'll be a fucking earthquake, but all that. Is <laughs> it's, it's, been yeah. a cra- it's been a crazy one. Last one from well, me. I can see you wearing a United T-shirt. Premier League football yeah. starts again soon. What's going to happen with the rest of the season? How do you see United getting on? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't even follow it. I'll be honest. I just got a T-shirt for free. Nah, I what's it called? Uh, I do support Man United. If you're going to tell me to pick a team, I'll pick Man United. But uh, not not for the, this Premier League. I think that's fucking done. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Look, this is how fucked Swedish weight is. Liverpool will lose the Premier League. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it, but they probably fucking will, mate. Yeah, that would be the chair on top. But anyway, Kieran, thank you very much for joining us. I'll, uh, I'll let you go. I know you've got a few things to do. Yeah, sound mate. Stay in touch anyway, James. Sound mate. Yeah, you too, mate. See you later. See you later. Bye-bye.